0: Good morning. I am gonna end up taking that off. Um, today we're gonna be a little bit different, uh, as Pastor Linda shared in the introduction, and um, beginning to call the worship. This is indeed the BIC week of prayer. Um, it's a time where we gather as a denomination collectively to say, how do we pray end the new year? So a couple of years ago when I became senior pastor, I was like, oh, this is a good idea. We should also do the same. So this service is a little bit different in that instead of a straight sermon time, I'll just give a brief reflection, try to paint the picture, and then we're actually going to pray together um, using a variety of prayer exercises. So the BIC Week of Prayer this year is running from today. June 2nd to next week, June 9th. Um, as part of that week of fasting, there are devotionals, which Pastor Linda says we have hard copies. So in the back there, I think they're Spanish and English. Um, for those of you who are more online, you can just go, go on the Brethren in Christ website or just put BIC Week of Prayer and it comes up and you can also get it there. I think there is also an option where you get it delivered to your inbox, but I'm not sure if they're doing that this year. I haven't checked that out. Um, But it's a chance for you to hear from a, a, a variety of voices as they focus. And this year the focus is on discipleship and the idea of going deeper. Um, what I love about this week of prayer is that we collectively ask us as bodies of, of Christians to, to pray, to reflect, and to seek God as we go into the new year. As a reminder, um, here in the sanctuary, we do have a prayer room on the side there. Um, and, and so a lot of people take advantage of this during the year. Uh, one of the things is that for some of us, it's hard to find spaces in our houses to pray. Um, our houses might not be as quiet, or maybe we don't have our prayer closet or prayer corner. But um, that's something you can take advantage of during the year. If you want to just come in and pray. Okay. <laughs> Call ahead, see if someone's in the building. We'd love to let you in. And that space is curated for you to just pray and talk to God there. Of course, you can pray at home. Uh, You can pray wherever you want, but I just want to say that's there too. Um, On Wednesday nights, we have a a weekly for part of our adult discipleship. We have um, a prayer meeting, and we also have it available on Zoom. So whether or not you're physically in the building, you can join us in that room, or you can just hop onto the Zoom call. That's a chance for us, again, to pray together. Uh, That's a group that's really been meeting throughout the pandemic. So it's a really, really cool space. To, to pray for different things. We pray for missionaries, we pray for our church, we pray for things that are happening in the world around us as well. So another invitation to that. Now, as we come to today, um, kind of the passage that has been stuck on my mind is, is Paul's opening passage to the church in Col- uh, Colossians, right, the Colossi church. And, and what's interesting is as I thought about how we're gonna pray together in different ways, I was struck by these 14 verses. In Colossians 1, 1 to 8, Paul starts off with a traditional greeting, right? He says, grace and peace to you from God." our father and I love that because as he's introducing himself as he's writing this letter that's going to give them instruction he wants them to be reminded that like all of us have access to God all of us have access to this grace and peace and that's what he greets them with and then he does one of my favorite prayers in all scripture right he says this a lot of different ways in the different epistles but the core essence of what Paul says here is you know I thank God upon remembrance of you I thank God when I think of you I think that's one of the greatest prayers we can gift to one another, right? When people come to mind, right, you don't need to go on a 30-minute thing, but when people come to mind to stop right there and give thanks to God for them, or to stop right there and to pray to God for them, to stop right there and say, God, hey, I want you to just bless this person today. I want you to just shine your love. I want you to just show up for this person this way. So he starts up by saying, I thank God always when I think of you. And I thank God because when I've heard of your faith and your love for all of God's people, I give thanks. What a challenge to all of us, right? That The people we interact with, that when they think of us, they give God thanks. When they think of us, they, they pray to God for us. When they think of us, they think of our faith and our love for all of God's people. And then he says that I also give thanks for the hope we have that is stored in heaven, the hope we have that comes from us hearing the gospel, accepting the gospel, that Jesus was God who came to earth, that Jesus lived and loved to show us how to live in love, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that Jesus was raised from the dead, showing God's power over sin and darkness and defeating it, that Jesus sent us out to be disciples into this world to go and be his witnesses to shine for his glory, And that Jesus has gone up to heaven to prepare it and make it perfect for us. And then Jesus will come again. And then he shares something that I think is incredible that I missed for years, right? You have to remember that the Colossian letter is written in the early going of the church, maybe the first hundred years of the church. And even then, Paul already notes that we should give thanks, right, for the fruit of the gospel that's growing throughout the world, I love that because we tend to think of our God in our very natural focus, right? Even when we say, God, I pray for my world, my world is also this narrow focus of who matters to me or who's in front of me or who I'm thinking of or who I'm connected to. But what a blessing that our God's not got a narrow focus, but our God desires the world. And I love that even to this first letter in Colossians, this first early church group that he's writing, he's saying, I give thanks to God that the gospel's already being preached throughout the world, and it's bearing fruit. And I think that's a challenge to all of us to make sure that our prayers are not just always singly minded, that our prayers are not just for me and mine, but our prayer is for our world, and that the gospel would be preached, and that that preaching would bring fruit. Amen? And then we get the verses 9 to 14. A lot of people, when they, they pick out this passage, they look at it as like a passage for intercessory prayer, which is great. But I think it's also a little bit more than that because I think it's not just intercessory prayer that everyone or the people who are super prayer warriors should have access to. I think what Paul is saying here is this is how all of you should intercede for others. This is how all of you should pray. So as I read this passage, I want you to think about a phrase or something that jumps out at you that you can hold on to, right? And we're invited to, to, to let our gaze rise up to heaven as we pray. So as, as I read this passage, I want you to think about a phrase or something that jumps out that can be part of your prayer to the God this year for the people in your life. Starting in verse 9, we'll have it up front as well. I'm reading in the NIV. It says this, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God Some of the few things that jump out in this passage, right, about how we are to pray or what we're to pray for is that we are to pray that we may understand God's will, that we may gain spiritual wisdom, that we may all live lives that are pleasing and honoring to God, that we may look for opportunities to do kind things for others, that we may know God better and better and better, that we may be filled with God's strength that we may endure in patience, that we may stay full of Christ's joy, that we may always be thankful, and that we may recall God's forgiveness of sins. I want to invite you, as we go through this year, to maybe put this as one of the passages you want to come back to. And as we go through this week of prayer, maybe as you read the devotional, or as you read your own private devotionals, you come back to this 1 Corinthians 1, 9 to 14, and maybe even read it every day this week. And take one of these things and make that your prayer for not only yourself, but the people in your lives before our world, that we may understand God's will, gain spiritual wisdom, live life that's pleasing and honoring to God, look for opportunities to be kind to others, to know God better and better and better, to be filled with God's strength, to endure in patience, to stay full of Christ's joy, to always be thankful and to remember God forgives us. So this morning, or at least this portion of the service, we're now going to pray together. It's going to be a little bit different Um, for the people online. I forgot to say this last service, but they survived, right? It's going to be super awkward for them because they're not in the building. And a lot of the activities or the responses I'll be asking for is you guys will be um, saying stuff out loud but you're not plugged into a microphone, so they can't hear you. So if you're online, it's going to be a really contemplative service, right? But we'll ask you to like maybe type it in. You can type it into the inbox, and we'll see it, you know? Um, but but all these things, are, we, we're all wearing masks, except me. Well, we're wearing masks, so I ask you that as you participate, and there are phrases and prayers I'll ask you to say out loud. Um, as you participate, I want to invite you to speak out. Uh, the mask is a natural muffler, so we might not be able to understand each other. So I don't I want to say, don't scream it, you know. Don't be like Hank. You know, be like you. Um, but, 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 definitely try to speak out so we can hear it. Um, there's going to be different prompts throughout the the next couple minutes that we will be praying in together. So it'll make sense when we get there. But if you're online, type in the inbox, or just keep praying quietly and contemplatively. Um, so the first thing I want us to do now is to to spend a few minutes just kind of gathering ourselves. Um, give you uh, a couple minutes of just silence, right? A chance to connect to God a chance to maybe think about some of these things that, that popped in your brain as I read through the Colossians passage, some of these phrases or, or things that you want to pray through throughout the year. Or maybe it's, it's something a little bit different. Maybe there's someone as you go into this new year, there's someone that God's placed on your heart that you just want to pray for and you want to kind of intercede on their behalf. You want to go to God uh, on behalf of this person. Or or, or maybe it's yourself, right? And it's just saying, God, as I enter into this new year, this is where I am. This is where I need help. This is where I need you. So I want to give us a few minutes to kind of connect with God, and then we'll all go into the throne room together, all right? So we'll do it individually. Online, it's the same. So you got this part. Uh, But we're all going to just spend a couple minutes here just connecting with God, going before God quietly, and praying to try to say, God, this is where I am. I need you. Or God, this is who's on my heart. I need you to intercede for them. Or God, this is what this year means, and I need you to show up. All right? Let's spend a couple minutes in silence praying together and connecting with God. Let's pray. Amen. One of the first ways I learned how to pray, uh, growing up in the church, was something called the ACTS model, right? ACTS, and and what this model invited us to do was to give us kind of a framework of how to pray. Um, so the A in ACTS is an acronym. The A stands for adoration. The C was confession. The T was Thanksgiving, and the S was supplication. So. The next four exercises we'll do will kind of be following that model. So we'll start off with adoration. And here, we're just going to focus on the attributes of God, the characteristics of God. When you think of God, what do you think of? right? And how we're going to pray is we're going to invite now to, to say out loud when you're prompted by the Spirit, um, just one attribute or characteristic of God that you're holding on to. And to kind of unite our prayers together, I want to invite you to, to say it with this phrase, right? God, we love you, you are. And then you share that that one attribute of God. So I'll begin us and I'll say let's pray and I'll begin us. And then as the Spirit prompts you, um, just invite you to, to say it out loud, that one characteristic or attribute of God that, that's on your heart. So let's pray together. God, we love you. You are love. God, we love you. You are faithful. You are awesome. You are true. You are peace. You are patience. You are merciful. You are good. You are a deliverer. You are a healer. You are nearby and you listen. We love you because you first loved us. Amen. For this next um um, exercise we're going to do confession um confession not in the the more sense that some of us who grew up in church think of right this is a public setting right hopefully if you got work to do with god that you did that in that connection time or you could do it in this time as well i'm not inviting you to confess publicly just want to make sure i say that um, online too, because we could read later. Um, but but for confession, I want us to think of um, kind of the story in scripture about Bartimaeus, right? Blind Bartimaeus um, just means son of Timaeus, right? Um, this guy was a beggar who was on the side of the road, and and he wanted God's mercy and help. And what's interesting in this in this story is that as he's crying out, he sees Jesus and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And, and what's fascinating is that the many people who were around Jesus were like, Oh, just let the beggar go, let them be quiet, right? I think what's interesting for me about that is that a lot of us sometimes have more of the attitude of the people around Jesus than Jesus himself. And it's not just about the, the, the request of the people around us, but even our own request, right? We're like, well, God's got bigger fish to fry, right? God's got more important things to think about than little old me, or can God really care about this little thing I'm going through? And, and, and so when Bartimaeus cries out, what I love in this story is that Jesus doesn't listen to the people around him. Jesus goes straight to the heart of Bartimaeus and says, what can I do for you? And I think as we pray to God, we must be reminded that no matter how small it seems, right, and for us it might be even very, very big, God wants to go to the heart of it and say, what can I do for you? And so when Bartimaeus says, you know, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, the story ends with not only Jesus having mercy on him, but Jesus saying, your faith. Your faith is what's powered this moment. Your faith in my and I love that because he puts his faith in Jesus, but this story teaches us that Jesus puts his faith in us, right? Your faith is what makes you well. That you believe is what makes you well. So in light of that confession, right, I want us to think about people in our lives who just need Jesus right now to intercede for them. People who have maybe things that are going on, who their struggles they're in, or, or just need God to show up, need God to intercede, need God to, to literally have mercy on them. So what we're going to do for this session is our confession is going to be this phrase. And again, I'm going to invite you to read this out loud. God knows the situation. God knows the people. God knows everything about it more than you even know. So all we're asking here publicly to confess is the person's name, right? And so what you'll say is, you know, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on, say Hank, right? Have mercy on Hank. And you're going to trust that God knows that situation is going on. But we're going to trust that you're publicly now asking God to intercede for that person who's on your heart. All right, let's pray together. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on Caroline. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Amen. Amen. For the thanksgiving portion, it's going to be a little bit more of a freestyle in the sense of we're going to invite you to just verbally, out loud, share um, things that you're thankful for. Um, Scripture reminds us to, to give thanks always, to give thanks in every situation, to give thanks of God's blessing, to give thanks reminding of God's goodness. So again, to unite our prayers, just want you to say this to kind of keep us all together. So God, I thank you for... And then whatever it is you want to thank God for, um, thank God for that. So let's continue in prayer together. God, I thank you for Jesus, your Son, our Lord and Savior.
1: God,
0: we thank you for the gift of your spirit lives in us and works through us and among us we thank you for the gift of your church that is your body um, that is empowered by your spirit to go out and make on earth as it is in heaven and to do your will and God we thank you for the gift of your son the ultimate provision of our sins and a reminder that you are God always provide you are God always meets us where we are You are God always redeems your God always sets us free your God always, always works together for our good. But I just pray that they can feel your presence right now. But, but in this time, um, I want us to pray for maybe some of those things that popped up in Colossians in our little small groups, right? Or uh, with one another. Remember, it's understanding God's will, gaining spiritual wisdom, life-pleasing and honoring to God, doing kind things for others, knowing God better and better and better, uh, being filled with God's strength, enduring in patience, being full of Christ's joy. Um, always always being thankful recalling God's forgiveness of sins Um, So I want to give you time now to either pray in groups or by yourself, anything, you know, anything that you want to take to God, whether it's one of those um, intercessory things that come out in Colossians or something that's on your mind or something that's on in your heart, you know, or someone that's in your heart. So we're just going to give a few minutes to wherever you are, uh, whether a group around you or by yourself, to just spend time in prayer. And then after that, I'll, I'll close in prayer and say amen. And the worship team and pastors will come up for our last song. So let's pray together in our groups. Lord, we thank you for this time to be able to pray together. We thank you for the peace and joy of a room uh, united in prayer to you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is at present in this room, present in our words, at present in our thoughts, um, present among us and, and through us. Lord, we thank you again for this week of prayer and may it be a reminder to all of us to keep coming to you, to keep listening to you, keep being moved by you, and to keep working on your behalf through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, train our eyes and keep it fixed on you. Father our God, help us to rest in your mercy and grace. And Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, and continue to empower us. Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. Um, at this time, I'm going to invite the the rest of the worship team up. Uh, we're going to close by singing a song that's familiar, I think, to most of us, yes and amen. Um, any pastors in the room, I'd like to invite you to come up as well. Um, again, as we close the service, we always open it up for prayer and invite anyone to come up for prayer for anything. We'd love to pray for you. Um, as we sing this song, I want to do two things. You know, As people come up, to kind of keep it in your mind that whatever they're... I don't know if that's me or, oh, that's you. (laughs) As people um, come up for prayer, whatever, you know, they're praying for, I think it's a good chance for us to be reminded to be praying for them as well while we're in the seats. But the song we sing is about all the promises of, of God being yes and amen. And I think that's a beautiful reminder of prayer, is that when we pray to God, one of maybe the best ways we can pray is to pray back his promises to him, because our God is indeed faithful. You know, if you feel lonely or you feel uh, alone and and by yourself, it's important that you pray to God and say, you promise never to leave me or forsake me. If you feel like you don't know where you belong or where you're going, you know, uh, it's okay to pray to God and say, you promise to be my refuge and my strength and my shepherd. If you don't know what the future holds and you don't know what's going on in the future, it's it's okay to pray to God and says, you promised to, to be with me now to the end of the age, right? It's okay to pray back the promises to God because those promises are not just yes and amen. They're yes and amen because of who our God is, because of what our God has done, because of what our God is doing and what our God wants to do for you. So as we sing, I'd like to invite everyone to stand up and join us if you can to, to sing together. Um, but as we sing, let's hold on to the idea that, God makes these promises, and because God is faithful, God will always come through. Let's stand and sing together.
1: Mrs. is R- 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 Yes,
0: amen. This, week, this week as a denomination, as we go through the week of prayer, one of the things we're invited to do is to focus on discipleship, uh, the idea of not only knowing that Jesus has come and follow me, but that all of us are called to go deeper and deeper. That's my prayer for us, you know, as a body, as a congregation, as a family, that each of us can assess where we are with God, right, and say, God, where do I need to go deeper with you? Where do I need to grow more? Where do I need more of you? And I think one of the great ways to do that is not only in study and, and growth, you know, mentally, but in practicing the, the work, practicing the faith. So my, my prayer for us this year is that God would fill us up so much with love that it bubbles up out of us, right? That God would fill us up so much with mercy that it bubbles up out of us, so much with compassion and grace and all the good things that it bubbles up out of us because God desires not only for us to go deeper, but that we may grow and get to know him because as we go deeper and deeper in our faith, As we're faithful to him, God empowers us to shine so greatly that others can not only see, but it can glorify our Father in heaven. Our Father God, we thank you so much for the blessing and the privilege, the wonderful gift of being yours. We thank you that you so loved us, you sent your son for this world, that you so loved us, that you left the spirit to empower your church in this world that you so love us that you've gifted us one another. And God, we pray that all these things in 2022 can empower us and spur us on in faith, that you and your love can empower and spur us on in faith, that you and your son can be who we fix and train our eyes upon and look at his example and follow him. And we pray that your Holy Spirit may be what leads us, what guides us. We pray that the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us can truly work through us and among us into our world. So God, help us to go deeper and deeper, not only for our own growth, but so that we can get to know you better, so that we can get to know you more, so that we can know how to live and love to please you, so that we can point others to you. So God, we thank you for this new year, for this new opportunity to not only start anew, but to rededicate ourselves to you, to rededicate our lives to you, and to pledge to be faithful as you are faithful to us. Thank you so much for your love, your mercy, your grace, and compassion. Fill us up so much with your love, your mercy, your grace, and compassion that it flows out of us, empowered by the Spirit, and into our world for your world. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen? God bless you all. Happy New Year.